0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Stillness in the Storms This one a New Year's message and I was trying to think of what I could record in a New Year's message that would have The biggest impact And I thought, what's had the biggest impact on my life? So in this episode I'm going to share the one thing that I learned Really did change my life and my thinking more than anything else That one moment that I just like, oh wow this changes everything. So I'm going to share that in a couple of minutes. But just before that, welcome. I'm doing hell of a lot better now. I'm going more hours and more days without painkillers. I'm not suffering so much. I'm getting energy back. And if you didn't know, I've been in hospital the past... Well, not for the past couple of weeks. I've been out for the past couple of weeks. But I was in hospital before Christmas. I had quite major surgery. And it's been kind of a tough year. But oh wow just so much better things that are happening at the moment and i held my granddaughter for the first time co yesterday she's so small i was like oh like proper head make sure it's okay it's like she's five pound and it's like oh wow and it made me realize that nobody comes into this earth that doesn't have to rely on other people So although we think we do everything ourselves and although we think we go through life and we're the ones that have to do everything, somebody had to do something for you and help you through the first couple of years at least, whoever that was, whether it was a parent or an auntie or an uncle or anything. You know, someone had to be there for you at some point. So everybody's got someone to thank. Everyone has someone to thank. So it just made me just really appreciate what life is and growing up and seeing that baby is like, ah, oh, you know, I think I did take a picture. Maybe I'll post a picture in the notes or something, a link to it. But yeah, made me very proud. Well done, Cameron James. You know, I'm so proud of you both. And you've come out of hospital today. You've been in hospital now for well over two weeks as well. So I come out of hospital and my daughter goes in. <laughs> so yeah, very proud of you. And thank you very much to all the sponsors and everybody that buys me a coffee. And especially in the past two weeks, so many of you have put money towards the camera that I'm trying to raise money for and just buy me a coffee and say thank you in the kindest of words. And you say that you like my smooth voice and things like that. It's like (laughs) nobody likes their own voice. And whenever I play it back and I'm editing, I'm like, really? But thank you for the kind words. It really does land well and makes a difference. So. Deeply appreciate that. Deeply appreciate the donations. And anybody that leaves a review, anybody that just shares this podcast or just listens, just tunes in and doesn't fall asleep, really appreciate you. And if you do fall asleep, apparently I've got a real talent for that. And I've got another podcast called Inner Peace Meditations that helps you to fall asleep, helps you to have a little more inner peace. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. But let's get on with today's podcast. And the one thing that changed my life more than anything else is when I read the book As a Man Thinker by James Allen. It's quite an old book. But the one thing that stood out in there was, and I really had trouble reading, so I had to read the paragraph several times with my dyslexia since I was born, and it was diagnosed at school. And in the 70s, when you're diagnosed with something like that, you know, you don't get much help. You're just diagnosed with something that's wrong. You know, you're broken in some way. So I didn't read for the next, I don't know how many, until I was about 40 years old and I started reading this book. And I hope you can hear me. The rain is really pelting it down now, but I don't want to not record this podcast. I want to just get on with it. Um, I want to get it out for you tonight. And what's well, a bit of rain? <laughs> we can't wait for everything to be shiny and positive and happy before we do anything so hopefully you can hear me through the rain so going back to the reading so one of the messages that really stood out in the early chapters was you are not your thoughts i was like okay i have no idea what that means and i kept reading more and more and it kept mentioning about meditation things like that i didn't start meditating at that point because i thought i couldn't do it I thought, I can't silence my mind. I It's overactive, it's thinking, it's always going on tangents. You know, I've got that shiny object syndrome, literally I'm going anywhere and I'm like, oh, look at that, constantly. You know, I can't focus on one thing, I start 10,000 things, I rarely finish anything, I'm really, I've got probably, I don't know, 100 books here that I didn't get past the 30% mark. Going back to, you are not your thoughts. So. I really didn't understand this concept. You are not your thoughts. And the more I read the book and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, if I'm not my thoughts, who is thoughts? And it just made me deeply think reflectively about what thoughts are and how they come and go and all that. And I suddenly realized, I had this realization, well, if I am my thoughts, how can I be aware of my thoughts? It's like if you are the box how can you see the box? Well, you're clearly not the box if you could see the box on the floor. So if you can be aware of the thought that's happening, you're not your thoughts. So therefore, you can leave your thought, come and go, do whatever you want with it. Not always easy. And I've got a wonderful train analogy for that. Um, I think I've shared it in one of my podcasts before. And if I have, I'll dig it out and put a link to it. But the The whole concept of you're not your thought. So you have a thought, you observe it, it comes in. But I'm not that thought, so I don't have to do anything with it. And this really sunk in and it extended to my feelings and my emotions. And it really just moved on from what I was thinking in the hospital bed when I broke my neck. So I spent the first six months lying flat on my back in a hospital bed. And I used to look around the ward, and I used to spend much time thinking about, well, I'm just a brain, and I'm here thinking, and I'm doing all these things. But at that time, I never separated my thoughts from who I was. But what's really interesting is the who I was. That's the more important part. We're just awareness of thoughts. So who I am, really, I have no idea because I don't have thoughts. I'm just aware of them. And this gave me so much of a breakthrough that I suddenly started to play with my thoughts and play with my ego and self. And I didn't take it so seriously. And because I didn't take it so seriously, it just gave me that little inner peace that, all right, I can have a thought and it's crazy and it doesn't matter and I can smile about it. I can have a really quite a depressive not very nice thought and i can smile and be okay with it and over time i learned to just observe thoughts and be entertained by it just like as if and in the chimp paradox book he talks about the ego as a chimp so my thoughts and my ego are just like this laughable happy chimp doesn't care about people it doesn't care about anything else it cares where the next banana comes from instant gratitude it cares about having fun doesn't care about people's feelings it just cares about itself and that's really what the ego is you know we can kid ourselves and say we pretend to care about everybody else and we love everybody and we do all that in reality we like the feeling that it gives us when we do care about other people so really we're doing it for ourselves you know, even Gandhi, when he's asked, and I love using this analogy, and anybody that, not analogy, I love using this quote, and anybody that's listened to my podcast more than a couple of times would know that I use it quite often. But even Gandhi, when he was asked, why do you do all these wonderful things and bring everybody along with you and you talk about peace and you talk about all this wisdom, why do you do it? And he says, I do it for myself. And they were like, what do you mean do it for yourself? You're the most selfless person in the world. And he went, Mm, On the contrary, I don't think he said that actually. But what he actually meant was, no, I do it for myself because it makes me feel good. And that's the reality. We do things because it makes us feel good. If I'm not very nice to someone, I feel bad. If I'm nice to someone, I feel better. And that's what drives us. So if I have a thought that I like, I feel better. If I have a thought that I don't like, I feel bad. So if I spend too much time with a thought that I don't like, I feel even worse. If I spend more time with thoughts I do like, I feel better. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) even they can become obsessive and overthinking and too much. And vice versa, you know, we can be stuck in the desire thought pattern, the desire that controls us, the same as we can be stuck in something like the victim and the depression and all those things as well. So just because it feels good doesn't mean it's all good. So I've already covered quite a bit in this podcast, but if there's one thing you go into 2024 with, because 2024 is going to be a crazy year. You know, we're going to have so many breakthroughs in the next year. It's going to be the ride of our lives. Humans, I don't think, have seen anything yet. We're going to have destruction, but we're going to also have incredible breakthroughs in medicine and the way we deal with things the way we deal with social problems and there's so much promise to come and there's just a lot of heartache as well and humans are very good at extremes we're not very good at finding balance in the middle and if there's anything i can help you with it's just You're not your thoughts, and that gives you the ability to just find balance in the middle. I have a thought. I don't have to do anything with that thought. Extend it to your feelings. I have a feeling. I'm not those feelings. And I want to thank somebody that's just donated because they give me the idea for the episode because she said about how much it really means to her when I say about... In one of the meditations, I have thoughts, but I'm not those thoughts. I think those words come from Ken Wilber, actually, and it may have come from older teachers than that over the last two, 3,000 years, but, you know, it's not my words. It's not my... that. There's nothing I'm teaching you here. Nothing. Everything is just handed down. I'm just a conduit from people from before me. But I, I decipher, work out what works for me, And I share that with you. And if it reduces my suffering and if it helps your understanding and helps my understanding, then great. And one thing I like doing is working out how the mind works. And when we really work out how things work, we can then bend the rules. We can play with it a little bit. Like the mechanic that knows all about his car, he can play with the car. He can bend the rules a little bit. He can adjust it. He can speed it up because he knows how it works. So if we know how the mind works and the way a thought comes in and we are not those thoughts and all that, you can play with them, you can have fun with them, and you can genuinely have a lot more freedom in your life because you're not constrained by the thought that you think is you, and therefore you don't have to become attached to it. It's much like going to a supermarket, and you can choose which fruit to pick up. You have know, fun with which ones you're choosing this week. Okay, picking up fruit at a market isn't exactly fun, but in a supermarket isn't exactly fun, but you get the point. You know, I like my analogies sometimes. Sometimes they're terrible. Look, yeah, from the whole depth of my heart, just a deep, deep thank you. This past year has been a hell of a rollercoaster. I never realized how poorly i was and now i i do and now i'm getting my energy back and now i've had the operation i've got my stoma bag i don't have to worry about making a mess and having to find the toilet all the time and being paralyzed that really is problematic problematic for anybody but being paralyzed is really problematic for me and my carers so that's why I bailed out the chili eating contest at 3 chilies because I was thinking yeah I don't want to do this to the carers later and to my body. Yeah, maybe next year I'll do <laughs> maybe next year I'll do 4 chilies. No, don't think so. Um my ego is not that big I have to eat chilies to prove to the world I'm something. <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling now. I'm just yeah I hope you can feel the more energy in my voice and in my body I'm so grateful to my body for being here and allowing me to enjoy it as long as I possibly can you're not your thoughts you have thoughts you are not your thoughts that would change so much in your life when you really grasp that concept thank you to all my donators thank you to each and every one of you for listening thank you from really really open heart I am so grateful to you all happy new year don't set resolutions don't do any of that stuff just be a can if you want I guess it's never worked for me just enjoy it find balance Find those three words that you are, show up as them, and remember you're not your thoughts. Take care. I love you. Bye for now.